Welcome to my Soul Life podcast. This is my playground and I'm your host, Susan Scollin. I believe that we can live a life we love every day. To do this, we have to go on a journey to uncover who we are on every layer so we can live our legacy now. Join me each Monday for conversations about following our soul's calling and embodying what lights us up so we can be even more amazing people. And each Thursday, listen in to the beginner health sessions for simple ways you can up-level your own health. Be inspired. I want to remind you that all the information shared in this podcast is my experience and the experience of my guests. It's not medical or mental health advice, diagnosis or treatment, and I would encourage you to seek professional advice where needed. Today I'm chatting with Kimberly Ashton, and boy, could this conversation have gone on for hours. There's so much to learn, but Kimberly does a great job breaking it down for us. Kimberly is a five elements wellness coach, focusing on intuitive eating, food therapy, and food energetics. She's spent over 16 years in Greater China, including Shanghai, eight of which she co-owned China's first health food store and teaching kitchen. After closing the store and kitchen classroom in 2017, she taught food energetics and food therapy nutrition at yoga teacher trainings and retreats in Thailand, China, and Japan. In 2020, she launched Chi Food Therapy, her new brand and platform teaching modalities and coaching for how to balance life energies through food, movement, and emotional wellness. She also hosts online courses and workshops. In 2019, she published her second book, Chinese Superfoods, which encourages new generations of food therapy enthusiasts to explore Asian traditional foods, everyday ingredients, and get back into the kitchen. It sold over 7,000 copies and is in its second reprint in Mandarin Chinese. How cool is she? There's so much to learn in this episode, and what stands out to me is how connected everything is. Our body is a fascinating super machine, and actually it's more than a machine because it thinks for itself. We don't have to program it. It's already programmed to operate, and the Chinese modalities is a window into that programming. Enjoy this conversation, and Kimberly and I would love to know what resonated with you about this episode. So if it feels aligned to you, come and share with us what you took away from the episode on my website or Instagram, and you can get all of Kimberly's contact details via the show notes for this episode on my website too, which is susanscollin.com. See you inside. Welcome, Kimberly. It's great to have this conversation with you today, so thank you for being here with me. My absolute pleasure. Thank you. (laughs) So my first question is, um, what's bringing you the most joy at the moment? The most joy? Um, The the amount of people, or how I feel them anyway, um, that are getting interested in health and wellness in general, Um, and then in the area that I work in, uh, in more so the five elements in Chinese medicine, there there is what I'm calling like a a bit of a more interest, a bit of a wave building, which is really exciting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is definitely growing. There's just um, people are sort of over that quick fix and are looking for things that are more sustainable and supportive for them as an individual. Is that what you're finding? Absolutely. And it's the, taking that that um, responsibility, first of all, and that power of like, oh, I can, I can do something for my health. Um, yeah. Of course, we need to, to look to... Um, practitioners and doctors and coaches outside but people are I think also more ready and willing to to take health and wellness into their own hands and um, and that's also creating um, an increase in you know people doing yoga uh, and meditation and breath work and nutrition like it's we've been doing this for a while right but it's it's now I'm, I'm feeling that it's not so niche like more more and more people just in the mainstream are like, oh yeah, I can get healthy. And like, now's the time. Yeah. Uh, which, so I feel that's exciting and, and therefore inspiring me. I'm like, oh good. We can, we can, uh, you know, I can talk about five elements and Chinese medicine um, and not for people to think it's too crazy or, you know, weird. Most people have heard of acupuncture, if not tried it by now. So um, just, yeah, it's just this building um, of, I guess, wellness in general. Yeah. Um, but then also more more niche um, sectors or yeah, absolutely. And just seeing it as tools, like tools that they can use and try, 
and experiment with. It's not all or nothing. It's yep. just let's come over here for a little while. And now I feel pulled because you start to, you're diving into your intuition, aren't you? So now I feel pulled to go and work with this person or you might have five, you know, practitioners. Yes. I, I feel like I have like five at the moment that I'm just yep. sort of tapping in and out of um, regularly just to, to balance things for me and, yeah, do their magic and then that allows me to be, an even better version of myself. So I think people are starting to open up to all of that. Yeah, definitely. And what you just said, balance for me is the key. Um, it's not necessarily, you know, a lot of people listening might be fairly healthy or generally healthy. Um, and, of course, there's people with chronic illnesses, but there is this this big group of people in between where you just want to feel a little bit better. And so it's more about coming into back into balance rather than healing or curing something instantly. Um mm-hmm. Of course, people people need that as well. But for me, mostly, I, I think myself as well. <laughs> when I go see somebody, you don't know how good you can feel until you you feel better. Um, yeah. you know, every time I go to the chiropractor, I'm like, wow, I had no idea how much tension was in my neck. And then, boom, you feel better. Same with food. Same with exercise. It's it's all the same. People just think, oh, I'm okay. But yeah. um, if you can feel that much bit better, whether it's you know changing your diet or sleeping a bit longer or whatever it is, meditating, Yeah. Uh, then you realise, oh, there's more to help. Yeah. Just yeah. be like, okay. Yes, exactly. And not just pushing through and going, it'll be right and it'll figure itself out. It's actually taking active and conscious action towards going, no, I choose to feel better and what is really supporting me or what do I think would really support me right now and going and investing in that, whether it be, when I say investing, it could be just like you said before, just getting a little bit more sleep, you know, just taking some time to breathe and slow down life. It could be that simple or it is actually going and seeking that practitioner who can really support you. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and I, so you'll set investment. I think people are, are um, ready to, or at least what I'm seeing, more willing to invest time, right, not just money, yeah. but time to go and, and have a massage or try acupuncture or go to the physio or the chiro, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, there, there was, I feel there was a reluctance and there was, you know, some people would be more prone to doing these sort of more natural health care um, or alternative, I don't like that word, alternative <laughs> health um, but that's what it's called. Um, but now more and more people are more open. So I think there's this openness and yeah. curiosity to to things and even when I'm, I'm a bit biased with with acupuncture and the five elements but you know I'm always trying I'm like suggesting to people I'm like oh, have you tried this or have you tried acupuncture have you tried some herbs or whatever it is um they're more open to it yeah yeah um, that's good. which is a which I think is a really exciting time for for all of us <laughs> when people go oh we can all feel better <laughs> yeah and we can all feel better which is great yeah. So can you take us back on your journey? Like where did this start for you? What we what was happening at the time? Was there any sort of health issues that you had going on or was it just a journey that you just took to move forward and, and just felt like it was the right space for you? Um, yeah, so I was in living overseas actually. I was living in Asia uh, for many years and um, I can't remember exactly when but around 2008 or nine. Uh, my dad had uh, cancer um, and I was living in China and very much into health and fitness, more on the fitness than anything else. Then I got more into the nutrition side and started off in Western nutrition. Um, and then because I was living in China, um, started to weave in or, or learn more about the Chinese medicine uh, and the nutrition and the food and the herbs. Um, and then really started self-experimenting so I went through all of it acupuncture changed my diet and then I learned all these new concepts um, about you know health that aren't words that we use or concepts we use in western nutrition such as like dampness or you know hot foods or cold foods Um, and so I just started yeah changing the, the way I would eat and incorporating other vegetables or other foods and then noticing big differences in myself my skin cleared up I lost weight it was all you know, side effects, let's say, um, mm. they weren't deliberate. I was just like, oh, wow. And so going back to that word balance, like I felt my body coming back into balance. Mm. Uh, and I was exercising a lot and, and what I thought was healthy at the time. You're not <laughs> um, alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we all start somewhere and then you realise there's more to it. And yes. so, yeah, I realised that there was a lot more to Western nutrition than protein, fats and carbs, which, you know, it's, it's a wonderful 
place to start and nutrition is really important and I think all kids should learn about nutrition in school. Um, but, yeah, then I started getting quite um, interested and passionate about um, the energy of different foods and different ways to cook things and, yeah, a lot of the, the Chinese medicine um, lens. Um, yeah. And then I, um, I was working in corporate event management at the time <laughs> and I love that. I still love um, events and planning. Um, but I transitioned, I guess, after the expo in 2010 in Shanghai. I left the corporate world and um, started a wellness consulting company for two years. We were a bit early at the time over there because corporate wellness wasn't a thing. <laughs> we were like, it's going to take off. And it has now, but we were just a bit early. But we did that. We did a lot of projects and, and corporate wellness days and things like that. And then I had a health food store for um, almost six years. Um, which had a kitchen classroom, so we were teaching people. I love teaching and educating, and, and um, I do miss that that part of it, um, the, the in-person cooking classes. Um, so, yeah, we were doing that, kids' classes, adults, corporates, um, just about, yeah, health and nutrition, always weaving in the, the Chinese medicine parts if I could. And it was easier being in China, so we would um, – teach different themes um, and concepts. And I've always found it quite funny that, um, I, you know, I went all the way to, to China to teach people how to eat like brown rice. They don't, it was really not a thing. <laughs> we would sell kilos of brown rice. and be like, why would we eat brown rice? We should just eat the white rice. I'm like, no, you should try the brown one. It's really good. Um, and, yeah, and teaching Chinese people about, you know, basics of Chinese medicine because they're all looking for the Western quick fixes or Western food and, you know, Western diet. And of course with that comes all the Western health issues. So um, yeah, it was, um, it was really exciting time at the, at the time I was there 16 years. And then I moved back to uh, Sydney um, in 2019. Yeah. And you've continued your business and, and helping people through, you know, like Chinese medicine and the five elements is the core piece of your business. That's right. Yeah. So I, I, it's five elements based and then it's three pillars, food, um, emotions and energy. Um, because through the coaching practices, I'm sure you know this well, it's always, I start with the food, but there's, you know, there's always direct links to emotions and how we're feeling or how we have our relationship with food or parents or brothers or husbands or wives or boss or everybody. Um, so there's lots of emotional factors that impact the health um, of our mind, body and spirit. So, um, yeah, I've, started to, well, I, many years ago I was like, well, let's weave that in. And in Five Elements there's many layers to it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is, you know, the seasons and then there's the food, um, but there are also the emotions and the organs and the meridians. So that in itself as a system has so much um, depth to it. So I love, um, yeah, using that as a framework. Yeah. And so when you're talking about the Five Elements, we're talking earth, air, water, fire, and what's the wood? We have wood. 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 We yes. Have air. We have uh, metal. Metal. Okay. And that's from Chinese five elements. Yeah. Yeah. So they're slightly different to say the Ayurvedic ones, yeah. um, because they do have uh, air or ether. Um, mm-hmm. We have metal. Um, yeah, and it, that it is an element itself. It's quite different. But if we're talking like vata, um, then we can we can we can place say the three doshas in into the five elements they're okay. similar they're not the same but they they cover the purpose is the same to, to help identify uh, constitutions um i'm always making jokes about ayurveda because i'm like everything was in english <laughs> you know, it's predominantly english and there's only three <laughs> like three types there are actually more but you know the you know the three doses high level yeah, yeah. And then in Chinese medicine, there's five. And then I teach a, a, a system of like working with your own predominant elements, and there's actually nine in there. And so I'm like, okay, we don't we don't have a have it on our side to, to promote um, because it can be quite complicated. And so can Ayurveda if you if you go quite deep yeah. into it. But they, the base of both of them is balance, um, mm. and they both have a strong focus on digestion, um, health. Um, mm-hmm not just the physical body, but like how we digest and process life and emotions and yeah. Can so, you dive into that a little bit? Cause that, yeah, I think sure, that would, yeah. yeah. So, I know that to be true for myself. It's, you know, it's how it's everything that we digest, not like you said, not just food. So not just food, but yeah, and, and it's, it's funny because, well, not funny, but in the Western nutrition world, um, which 
Uh, again, I love it. I just think that there's a lot more to it. Um, yes. And people get drawn to things like Ayurveda and now, you know, increasingly Chinese medicine because they're realizing, oh, well, it's great. I've got, I've started to eat healthy or I'm a really healthy eater, um, but there might still be something, you know, in my digestion or in whatever it is, my sinuses or it doesn't matter, sleep or, and you can use the, the tools from Ayurveda and or Chinese medicine to, to take, take it to the next level. So with digestion in, um, and this is the other thing, they have really cool words that are really short, like Agni, yes. which is digestive fire. We don't technically have a word in Chinese for that. There is um, similar words and similar phrases, but Agni is really easy to remember. So we'll go, I'll, I'll interchange between the two, but um, they both have this premise that um, digestion and digestive fire is really important. So if we think of our belly button, and everything around it, our whole digestive system, it's like there's a there's a fire in there and we tend to put the fire out um, or aggravate it either way um, through food, stress, lifestyle choices, sleep or lack of sleep um, and emotional responses. So it really is the core of our health. And in Chinese medicine, it's the earth element. Um, and I always talk about how important it is to have, you know, good soil. <laughs> That's the soil, the earth, um, so that everything above the belly button and below our lower half and upper half of the body or the organs or the meridians or the nadis or channels um, can flow. And so a lot of us hold a lot of emotions um, or eat bad food um, or eat too quickly. <laughs> um, and so the digestive system becomes weak. Um, hence things like IBS, which aren't translatable. There's no such thing as IBS in Chinese medicine. It doesn't exist. It's just weak spleen or you know something wrong with your intestines or your stomach or your pancreas um in some ways it's it seems oversimplified oh it just fix the spleen but it really if you can fix the energy and the function of an organ it, the rest of the body can like adjust and fix itself you know through food and herbs and, and acupuncture or, or treatments yeah. Um, but yeah, so one key concept that Ayurveda and um, Chinese medicine share is the health of the digestion. So they advocate um, not having too many cold foods. And I know in the West that sounds terrible. It's like, what about ice and ice cream? But And it's not to say you can't have anything. Um, it's just for a lot of people with weak digestion, um, it's more about um, strengthening um, the spleen and stomach and the earth element. Then you can eat anything you want. But for the most part, a lot of people do struggle with absorption or, um, yeah, digestive issues, celiac disease, allergies. It's all this imbalance in the, in the stomach. Um, and then the emotional side would be um, anything that you would do with food, you can do with emotions or life. So if you're not um, assimilating or digesting or processing your food, um, it could be, it could be, you know, vice versa with, um, yeah, how you process your emotions. So if you're dealing with stress or worry or overwhelm, that impacts this earth element directly. Um, but it could also be the food. So you've got to make sure that you're digesting both, yeah. um, which is why things like meditation is really um, important. Breath work is, is very, very trendy at the moment for good reason. Yeah. Um, yeah, and last, last point, in Chinese medicine, the the energy or the prana or the chi, um, the main two types are food and breath. Without yeah. that, we, we can't live. Obviously, food, you could live a little longer without mm. than breath. Um, and it's funny to see how popular breath work has become. I'm like, well, of course, because your lungs and, you know, this this part of the body needs um, good good energy. Um, so, and nutrition's always been quite popular, I guess, but um, it's it's been interesting to see yeah it has been and and breathwork I actually before this interview goes out there's a breathwork interview and then I've had a couple of other breathwork practitioners practitioners contact me to be on the podcast so it's very popular at the moment yeah. um, which is lovely and there's lots of people getting amazing benefits from it um, but like coming back to that Chinese medicine and you know that earth element and cultivating really good soil you said just like you use the term or Chinese medicine uses the term of taking out those cold foods, which potentially they could be multiple different types of things. But I know taking out dairy has been really important to me yeah. and to cultivate, you know, my, my good soil. Um, and 
Is that what we're talking about or are there other foods in that cold realm that should be considered or looked at as well for people? So there's two things. There's the cold is in the temperature of it coming out of the fridge or the freezer. Yeah. Um, and then that's, so that's one important piece. And then the other part is we call it a, the thermal nature of food. So a cucumber, for example, whether it's in the fridge or the freezer or not, or in the sun, has a and watermelon uh, and actually all melon families, they have a coolness to them in their inherent um, physiology of the of that fruit or vegetable. Um, so it's a bit of both, but mm. for, for general purposes, uh, for people who've never heard of coldness in food or cold foods, um, start with the temperature. So if you just, you know, um, reduce the amount of ice or have no ice or have less ice cream, obviously in, on a hot summer's day, that's fine. It's, it's what I'm saying is if people have a weak digestion, this is something that can help them to improve just for a while, like, you know, a month or so, or two weeks, three weeks, just to strengthen up the, the stomach and spleen. Um, but, yeah, so it can be cold foods um, and it can be cold-natured foods. Yeah. So there are lots of lists online. People always ask, you know, which foods are what? I'm like, you could put every single food into categories, and there's actually five. So it's like cold, then cool, then neutral, then warm and hot. <laughs> so there's yeah. a spectrum. <laughs> In Chinese medicine, and if you don't believe it, try it. Because at first, when I when I first came across it, and I was you know very much on the Western nutrition path, I was like, well, that's stupid. Like you know, food temperature, like you know, inherent temperature. But then you try it, and then in summer you eat more cooling foods, and you get through summer much easier, and you you don't you know feel the heat so much. And then same in winter, you eat warm foods. Um, you feel great. You don't feel so cold. You have better blood circulation. You just you're happier. Yes. <laughs> you're not like you know, stuck next to the heater, drying yourself out, um, which is true. Um, but honestly, it's it's about flow, and that's what the beauty of Chinese medicine and Ayurveda is: is having this balance in all layers of your body and having proper blood flow, everything flow. You know, mm. your blood, your your nervous system is flowing, and, and it's happy. Your emotions are flowing and happy. Everything's moving. Um, any kind of stagnation or blockage is when illness happens. <laughs> that's that's yeah. the premise. Yeah. And so it's listening to your body in the, you know, like you said, if it's in summertime and you're hot, then yes, your body's going to crave those cooler um, elements effectively. And so adding those into your, you know, your eating protocol will really support you and, and help you move through that time without you overheating. But that can happen in other areas, like other times of your life as well. So you could be going into winter and for some reason your body's craving some cooler foods um because of what's going on with it at the time so it's it's that intuitively listening to your body that's you know having that relationship with your body that you know oh i'm craving this because i'm hot or i'm craving this because i'm cold so listening to your body or tired or any of the other feelings that we can have Um, a lot of people crave sugar um, because they're tired. It's not that their body needs, you know, a Mars bar or ice cream or chocolate brownies, mm. uh, which all have healthy alternatives, by the way. <laughs> I was at the petrol station the other day and I was like, oh, what have they got? And I was just looking because it's all like junk. But then they had like all well, this like gluten-free, sugar-free, plant-based, like like it was like a bounty, like a chocolate. But yeah. it's like clean. I'm like, hey, the world's the world's getting, like we're getting choices and options, which is great. But, um, yes, yeah, so it can be hot and cold. So listening to the body is really important. So I always, if I have a craving, be like, hey, why do I, I, you can allow yourself to have something sweet or salty or hot or cold. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter, but start to think why, you know, if it's sweet, is it because you're tired or you have low energy and you didn't sleep well? That's usually a big factor. Mm -hmm. Um, It could be that um, you're really busy and stressed. So I tend to find, um, I don't snack much hardly but I will get um especially in the afternoons I might want something sweet or just a snack uh, if I'm really busy if I'm you know on emails all day or or really busy using my brain um the spleen actually wants a it wants sugar and energy and b sugar is very relaxing so this is more on the energetics as well so people often crave things like wine in the evenings or alcohol or cigarettes or dessert is actually the relaxing effect that they want rather than the actual substance of the food or the, the drink. Um, so that's another layer of thinking about food. It's like, is it because I want 
to feel or have this energy afterwards. Um, and for the most part, people crave those ones that are very soothing and relaxing because yeah. the spleen in the five elements, each element has a flavor and the earth element's all about sweet. So we need sweetness in our life, whether that comes in the form of a really healthy cake or <laughs> pudding. Um, I'm always prescribing pudding, by the way. I'll <laughs> weave that into every conversation. <laughs> what um, sort of pudding? <laughs> any pudding. Nobody eats enough pudding. Um, and if you think about pudding, and we're talking about the earth element, and it can be like a, you know, an, I don't know, a coconut pudding, a rice pudding, soya milk pudding, creme brulee. Um, oh, you sold my husband. He'll be pudding. telling me. He'll any- say, I-, I can have pudding and I'll have it every night. I, as long as it's not made with white refined sugar, it's fine. <laughs> I'm not saying to go and get, you know, unhealthy pudding. But so if we just look at the spleen and and emotions and and relaxing and stress for a moment, if we look at pudding, um, you just imagine the the texture of pudding. First of all, it's a texture. It's usually almost always sweet, 99.9%, which is what the, the spleen and the stomach want and the pancreas. And we all walk around with this tension in our, in our bodies, especially we hold it a lot in our, earth element in our stomach and all around the belly button and all the digestive organs so if we have relaxing foods and again that might be a term people are new to hearing um we cultivate that quality of softness and uh, ease and relaxation through the food that we eat so if you're eating the opposite which is burnt toast and um pretzels and potato chips just the texture of these foods are not soft or relaxing. They're usually really salty as well. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's no wonder why we crave so much sweet things and alcohol is mm-hmm. because there is this natural or unnatural sugar, sweet flavor that we want. So I'm all for pudding. <laughs> the more pudding, the better. Like, and not just pudding. I mean, soft vegetables. It can be sweet potatoes, pumpkins, grain, yeah. millet, you know, all these wonderful foods help support the earth element too. Mm. But, um, yeah, no, I'm regularly prescribing pudding to my coaching clients. They think it's hilarious. I'm like, pudding and soft foods. It can be porridge. It can be rice soup. It can be oatmeal. It doesn't matter. But just try to have more of the soft foods uh, and sweet foods, cinnamon, nutmeg, all of these. And you, you'll see people's mood change, their, their stress levels change just by having soft foods. <laughs> Is it because they're more comfort foods? They're more relaxing. They're yes. they're more nurturing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So again, it's the texture and the flavor. It's softness and the sweetness. It can be. I was just thinking applesauce, mm. baby food, whatever it is that you have to eat. Or just have a mashed potato or mashed sweet potato, even better. Yeah. Um, pumpkin puree, like having, and it doesn't have to be a lot. It's just to start adding them in because it's not foods that people tend to eat. Yes. Um, I find. Um, mm. Yeah. And in the old days, I mean, traditionally, most cultures have a pudding or mm. soft something, whether it's a, a oatmeal or a congee or a rice soup or a. Yeah. And interestingly enough, they ate them at breakfast, is another oh. point. So the spleen and stomach time is in the morning, um, yeah. this time. So traditional cultures in Asia would have, you know, rice soup or noodle soup. In Europe, maybe an oatmeal, a buckwheat kasha porridge or an oatmeal porridge. Um, maybe a cornmeal in America or South America, like something soft and warm. Yeah. yeah? Nowadays we have toast or muffin, a lot of baked goods and um, like refined sugar things. We start with coffee. coffee. We'll start straight with the coffee. It's I'm not against coffee, but maybe have it later in the morning. Yeah. Um, Just give yourself that, give the soil something else first yeah. to really cultivate it. Yeah. <laughs> Because otherwise it relies on it. Like it's very hard for your, your body to get addicted to oatmeal. Yeah. <laughs> like really hard. People have it every day just out of habit, but it's really hard. But if you get coffee or anything that's, you know, going to kick the adrenals up uh, or white sugar, um, yeah. then you get addicted to it and you don't give your, your digestion and other organs a chance to, you know, ease the, their way into the morning. So, mm. yeah. So can you tell us why the spleen craves sugar? Why does it, or what does it need sugar for? Yeah, sure. uh, well, the spleen and the pancreas are a, a pair. Yeah. Well, the spleen and the pancreas are together, but the pair is the stomach. Yeah. Uh, there's always two organs. So, um, yeah, it needs to, to help us produce um, insulin. 
and help us regulate our blood sugar. So if we're skipping breakfast or if we're eating donuts for breakfast, um, we're not getting a balanced blood sugar level to start the day with zero breakfast. Um, in Chinese medicine, it's actually harmful for the spleen and the pancreas to not eat something in the morning. Um, ideally, between 7 and 9 a.m. is breakfast time. Mm -hmm. There is an organ clock, 24-hour organ clock in Chinese medicine, where there's um, ideal times of the day to nourish and to look after certain organs. Um, so that's the stomach spleen time, <laughs> 7 to 9. Um, and so it's important to uh, – sorry, it's 5 to 7, 7 to 9. Um, it's important to have something. Um, in the morning so that sets you up for the rest of the day in terms of your energy consumption but on a yeah on a western nutrition um, uh, lens yeah blood sugar is something that people can understand so having good blood sugar then stabilizes your mood as well and your energy throughout the day people get very cranky and um, agitated and um, grumpy if they don't eat I do but um, it takes a while <laughs> yeah. You see a lot of people who do that. They don't eat breakfast and then they might have a coffee or or something that that they need more sugar, so like a donut or a muffin or something with refined sugar. Um, and, again, that gives you this quick energy, this quick burst, mm -hmm. um, but then it crashes straight down an hour or two later and then you're living your whole day up and down, up and down, um, and your poor little spleen gets very stressed physically. Yeah. Um, emotionally, energetically, it doesn't. It, it doesn't like. It likes to be in the middle, you know, along with this, the other organs in the digestive system, that is balanced and soothed and calm. Um, but when we don't feed it or we overstimulate it, um, yeah, it gets a bit. And that's why people get very um, erratic in their moods and emotions. It starts there. The spleen, also on a side note, is very important for blood production uh, in the body as well. So the quality of our blood and the quantity of our blood. Um, is all in, impacted. So this little organ called the spleen is is probably one of the most important ones in Chinese medicine. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's interesting, like I, and my brain goes to, like if there's a car accident, often the spleen is impacted or can be impacted and it's the organ that in Western medicine can be taken out. It's like it's okay to take out these organs. But I like that and the gallbladder. Yeah. Oh, yes, the gallbladder. The little ones are the key organs. Yeah. <laughs> Spleen and the gallbladder, they're like, don't touch those. They're like, don't touch them. And in Western medicine, we're like, check it out. So what happens if you're missing an organ, um, which Chinese medicine really, really doesn't advocate, um, is the other pair will have to do double the work or if not more. So if you take mm -hmm. your gallbladder out, your liver is working overtime. It's still energetically in Chinese medicine, it's still there. It's just not physically there. But your other organ, so your stomach or your liver, would have to really pick up the pick up the pace and it adds a lot of burden to the body. So ideally you don't remove anything. If you absolutely have to, obviously there's yeah. you know, circumstances where you have to. Yeah. Um, but then you'd really have to work with someone who understands um, holistic uh, health. Uh, you, can, you can maintain and... and uh, improve the other organ, uh, the ones that's still there um, with acupuncture, with herbs and food and things like that. So it's possible. It's just, um, yeah, not ideal. Yeah. But, um, yeah, very important. And it's always it's always a system in Chinese mm. medicine. So, Can you run us through the system side? I think yes, you talked sure. about that. But just, you know, the fact that it's, it's bigger than just saying Chinese medicine. What is Chinese medicine? Do you know what I mean? Like how do people identify with it? you know, in in itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the first thing would be to see the body as a, um, a system um, and an interconnected system. So um, I like to start with the five elements. Um, it just gives a nice um, foundation. So there are five elements uh, in nature. So there's um, the wood, the fire, the earth, metal, and water. And underneath that is the seasons. So there's technically five seasons. There's um, – I'll go around again. I always start at wood. Um which isn't technically correct, but I'm a wood element person. My person, like my constitution, so everything starts there. Yeah. Um, and that's spring, summer, late summer is what earth is. So it's a okay. kind of between season, an extra season. Um, and then autumn and winter. Mm. So just based on the element in nature and the season, um, we can use it as a guide to how to, to, to live and what foods to eat and how to cook our foods. And then each of the five elements has uh, an organ pair, um, so the liver and gallbladder is the, the wood and spring uh, element. Then the heart and small intestine 
the fire element. The spleen and stomach is the earth element. And the lung and large intestine is the metal element. Mm-hmm. And the kidneys and the bladder are the water element. Um, so, again, so we can start to think, okay, so in that season, I should be looking after these mm-hmm. organs. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's all interconnected. So, for example, we're going into winter uh, in Australia, so we should be looking after our kidney and bladder and having more rest and slowing down. A lot of people just plow through winter and keep going like it's the rest of the year. And a lot of people eat the same thing every day for the whole year. Again, um, we, we can have seasonal foods and herbs and ways of cooking so that we can help our body adjust. And that's what it really is about. Chinese medicine is just helping your body balance or harmonize throughout the year and throughout your life. Yeah. Um, everything is in cycles and, and you can just go round and round this, <laughs> these five elements on many layers and um, in, in many seasons and many perspectives as well. Um, so, yeah, it's about understanding how to adapt and balance um, all of your life, like all of your lifestyle choices uh, according to, to this. And then recognizing if one system is out of balance, so that's a bit more complicated, but, you know, that's when your, your food therapy or your herbs or your acupuncture would come in. So mm. if you're feeling very stressed, they would treat um, those organs and find out the root cause. And what I love about Chinese medicine is that we look to why something is occurring. We treat the symptom, but more importantly, why is it occurring? Because it might yeah. reoccur. So if you have neck pain or uh, diarrhea, whatever it is, um, mm. why is it yeah, happening? Which yeah. organs or, you know, what is it? It might not be just the, the, the intestines. It might be something else that's causing that yeah. um, from another element. Yeah. So diving that, diving deeper to figure out what's going on, like you said, so that it doesn't necessarily occur again or you know the triggers, like the person knows the triggers that potentially it's stress that brings on the diarrhoea. Um, and so what are ways that that person can support themselves? Perhaps it's an event that's causing stress and so what are the ways that they can support themselves to into that um, event without that level of stress that's causing physical affliction on the body? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah and, and you, you can, yeah. No, I was going to say you touched on a great point there, which is patterns as well. So we all have patterns based yeah. on uh, we, we call it constitution. So as I said, I'm a wood element and yeah. wood and earth. So for me, I tend to those organs tend to, to are more susceptible than for other people. So my liver and my gallbladder and my stomach and my spleen. That's just that's just how I. I'm designed and that's just how I am. So um, I don't tend to go to um, the emotions, say, as a metal person or a water person would um, as easily or as quickly. Mm-hmm. I don't tend to have as many kidney issues or lung issues compared to those people. I have to, I have to focus on keeping my liver and gallbladder happy, which is all about anger and frustration and impatience. I'm really, it's my life lesson is patience. Um, and then worry, anxiety and overwhelm, which is the earth element. So when you start to understand, oh, I'm more, we all have the five elements, but your predominant elements are really quite telling on how you think and how you act and how you behave and how you, mm-hmm. yeah, feel. So it's, it's just fascinating. Um, and uh, for me, it's really, it is, it's accurate. It works really well once you start uh, knowing a little bit more about how <laughs> the body works in, in, in this way. Yeah, and it's fascinating. Like it's that, um, like you could be anxious or angry and you think that that's just who you are and then you're like, actually, no, well, it is, but it's because of my constitution and it's here to teach me something in this lifetime. It's not It's yep. not just a thing that happens to me and, I, you know, I just have to get on with life. It's no, 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 there's a lesson here. And, and it's something we learn over and over again. Definitely. Because not everybody, I mean, everybody's, everybody can be worried and, and anxious. And that's the yes. earth element. But um, somebody with an earth imbalance or an earth person will, will feel it more. Because some people don't. You see these people who walk around. I'm like, they either hold it in or they're just not. Yeah. They just don't, you know, let it bother them for whatever reason. They might have a really strong digestive system. That usually helps. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they'll have other things to deal with because they'll react to other things and the other elements and the other emotions. So, um, yeah, it's it's really about finding that balance. And, of course, you're never going to be – or you're not always going to be in perfect balance with all your elements and all your organs and, and all that. But um, by having 
that awareness of, of strengthening them, mm-hmm. um, yeah, then, then you can be more in balance more of the time. <laughs> yes, and so that it's that awareness piece. It always comes back to awareness, like knowing what's going on and going, oh, I'm feeling this at the moment. And in Chinese medicine you can go, oh, it's, you know, linked to yeah. which element it is and then go, okay, what, how can I bring back, balance back into that space? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Definitely. So what are the benefits of being, you said you're a wood wood element, predominantly wood and earth. What are the benefits of being a wood element effectively? <laughs> Besides the impatience? Yes. Um, <laughs> so wood people um, are really, uh, we like to plan and organise. Mm-hmm. Um, we're the doers. Um, so it's the springtime and it's also the morning. Like There's a cycle uh, in the five elements also of the time of the day. So spring is the, it correlates to the morning. So we're morning people. We tend to be. So if a wood person is not a morning person, they could be out of balance in their natural, you know, if they just want to sleep in every day and they have no motivation to do anything, they don't want to get up and they're just really sluggish and slow, then it's not in their nature. So there's something wrong. <laughs> mm. um, and so, when you yeah. say there's something wrong, is that with, it could be the emotions, but it could also be a physical part of the body. sluggish liver. It could just yeah. be, yeah, sluggish. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's not that our natural personality. So we like to do things. Um, we get stuff done. It can be really annoying for other people because we have this impatience. So we're like, let's go do it now. Um, and we like to do lots of things. So, yeah, the doers, the planners, um, the organisers. Um, and then the earth um, element um, is they're the people people persons um, so they like to um, look after other people a lot of earth people have it's like a mother archetype so we want to care for other people look after other people um, has, we have to be careful because it's out of balance and we don't look after ourselves <laughs> we're just yeah. giving and giving all the time and I say mother mean it can be male or female um, but we we tend to you know care about and do too much for other people mm. and leave our own needs to the end uh, so self-care is really important for everybody, but for, for earth people, particularly important. I have some um, clients who are like um, multiple earth numbers. So there's a predominant number that you have, um, but in one system I use this three predominant numbers mm-hmm. and I've met people that are all earth. <laughs> like just oh, earth. Wow. I'm like, you got your, your lesson is to look after yourself. Yeah. It's really hard to stop caring for other people. Um, you know, whether it's you're a teacher or whether you're um, a nurse or whether it's your profession or whether it's just amongst your friends, mm. uh, family, it doesn't matter. Um, that's just, yeah, they really care about people um, and the earth and, and nature as well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they, they don't look after themselves. Um, we can go around. So the fire people are the, the social people, very the extroverts. Um, you know, they walk into a room and you know, okay, <laughs> they're fiery, very, very outgoing, very happy. They want everyone to be happy. Um, and if you're not feeling good, they will make you feel happy like they want to. Um, and the metal people are the introverts. Um, they go inwards, um, very quiet, um, very focused. They're really good at getting stuff done. Actually, that's what I, it's the opposite element to my wood. So I have a lot of trouble. Uh, focusing and finishing things because yeah. I'm just like always wanting to do new things, which is the wood <laughs> one. And then we have the water people. They're literally go with the flow. They're very chill, very uh, laid back. Um, they can struggle with being on time because it's just literally, it's just like, yeah, whatever. It's all, it's all good. They're <laughs> usually the artistic creative types as well. Um, the water element people. So, and so just because I don't have water as a, predominant element doesn't mean that I don't need to nurture that like we all need to have you know look at our creativity and look at you know different seasons and different foods so it's it's about understanding all five but recognizing which is your predominant one (laughs) at the same time yeah yeah and I think that's really important to note because people will go oh well I'm you know like a wood element this is where this is my box this is my container but we need to find that balance between all five of them and then know which organs that I need to nurture and therefore if I'm in the spring this is how I how I show up in life um, Mm -hmm. because I'm a wood element and finding yeah and if I'm not showing up that way what's going on (laughs) and then also nurturing the one that you don't identify with Mm. the most like the least sorry so for me it's autumn metal 
um, yeah, that whole element system. And it, it only dawned on me about three, four years ago, actually, that because um, I love spring, like I could just live in spring. I'm a double wood element, actually. Um, <laughs> and I just kind of always ignored autumn. Yeah. Like I, didn't, I don't like it. I'm like, why do you want me to slow down? And it's getting cold and gray and it's dry. And I'm like, this is not, not. But is I this always, why you lived in Asia for so long? Possibly, yeah. <laughs> and that's why, well, no, actually I lived in Shanghai. It was freezing. Oh. But um, I always tolerate, because people are like, oh, then you don't like winter. I'm like, oh, I don't mind winter. And then I realized, oh, I don't mind the coldness and I'll put up with that. I can keep myself warm because it gets me closer back to spring. Spring, yeah. But autumn was this massive gap. I'm like, what a waste of time. Like, it's just. <laughs> can't do anything it's like the slowing down energy was not in my dna it was about doing and growing and moving um so yeah in the last few years i've really gone i actually really it's just how i think i came into yin yoga yeah well and qigong because it forced me to slow down and it was like really against my nature um but now i'm like oh no i have to that's exactly what I need more of. So it's also recognizing what you don't have so much in your constitution and then looking after that. So for some people it is, you know, for the water metal people, it is about how can you not, you know, hibernate and hide from the world all the time, but how can you go out and how can you have a little bit of fire in you sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, learning to have that again, balance. Yeah. And finding it in a way that resonates with you, like going to that yin yoga diving yeah. into that, Qigong, all of that sort of stuff. For other people, it might be going for a walk or it might just be sitting down at the beach and journaling or whatever yeah. that might be, but just finding what resonates with you to, to find that balance. Yeah. And for some people, they actually might need to go to, you know, Zumba class or CrossFit mm. or boxing, ah. like the opposite. Mm-hmm. I don't need any more of that. I, I always need more of the slowing down because I'm a very physically, mentally active person. Yeah. So sometimes I just, well, most of the time I need to... Yeah, to slow down because I can go to doing hyperactive active stuff very easy. easy. I live in the upper half of the five elements, like fire, wood. I'm like, yep, very comfortable with that. Same with people. I love fire people because I get on. I'm like, oh, they talk more than me. Like it's just long. <laughs> and the the quiet metal types I find very challenging because I'm like, I don't understand this. <laughs> I just want to hide, <laughs> close down. I'm like, oh, okay, interesting. So, but again something to learn and something to recognize, oh, maybe I need more of that. Um, mm. So it is, yeah, it is all about this, this intricate balance. Um, yeah, and you, you can see why just in this short conversation how it's fascinating. You can apply it to food and emotions and really yeah. all areas of health. Yeah, how you show up in the world in every area of your life. Mm-hmm. Like it's, you know, from a wellness perspective, it is that bigger picture. It's not just about food and exercise. It's, yeah. it's our spiritual health, it's um, our, our career health, our relationship health, and then how are we showing up in there. And then under, when we can understand it in ourselves, like the five elements effectively, then we can understand it in our partners and the people around us, which yeah, is mind-blowing. Yes, as well. Like there's a really great book, um, I think it's just called The Five Elements um, by Don D. Dallin. Uh, it's a really small book and um, she talks about the five elements but just purely personalities and in the end she talks about kids because if you have kids and you're listening, the way you talk to a fire element child is very different to a water element. If you want them to clean their room or tidy up their toys, different kids based on their element will respond very differently. Yes. <laughs> um, so it's fascinating how you can apply the the five elements to everything. Um yeah, and it's yeah. I just I love it. I think it's um, if everyone knew their um, their elements <laughs> would be would be great. I, I do that with um, you know people in my life, whether it's friends or family or people you work with. Also, yeah. really important. You know, if you have team members or, or assistants or bosses, yeah. whatever it is, um, and clients, um, just knowing um, what kind of person you're dealing, just on a very general level, you, yeah, you'll. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And like we come back to that question at the, right at the beginning around that digestion, you know, it's not just about digesting food. It's how we digest information, how we bring information into our lives, how um, any conversations that we have, how that kind of plays out. So understanding what element people are, then you can understand what they actually need. 
Yes, definitely, yeah. definitely. And, yeah, in, in my coaching practice as well, I see, I mean, in the form, I always have people's birthday, and so I'll have a look. It's actually not, you know, necessarily that I'm going to send the birthday presents, but I'm always looking and doing the numbers. I'm like, oh, okay, metal person or a fire person. So yeah. you know, and then when you start to see their patterns of their health issues, it makes sense. You know, mm. a lot of metal people have um, constipation. Not that other people can't, but they, t- they tend to have it more. They, we tend to do whatever the health issue better than other people. So I'll get, you know, liver anger a lot more than other people. I just tend, I, I'm really good at that. Yeah. <laughs> and metal people are really good at, um, at having constipation because they literally hold on to things physically, emotionally, energetically. Yeah. And um, it's just fascinating to see how these patterns um, uh, manifest for different people. Yeah. So how can people find out what constitution they are? Like are there some online tools and things? Yeah. So if you, a lot of the acupuncturists and TCM practitioners will have a questionnaire, usually quite long. Um, You need at least 20 questions, sometimes more to just, um, you start to see a pattern and you, you, you calculate um, yeah. how many A's and B's and C's, and then you, you'll be able to work that out. Um, so that's one way. And there's two other ways. One is you can go and see an acupuncturist or practitioner and they'll take your pulse and ask you a whole series of questions mm-hmm. and be able to diagnose you. Um, and then I use a system called Nine Star Key. Um, key is just the Japanese word for chi. Um, and it's based on nine numbers because there's um, two types of wood, three types of earth and two types of metal, very slight differences, but there's just mm-hmm. nine of the five. Um, and that you can look up for nine star key online. Um, there's online calculators and there's um, some, there's not a whole lot, but there's, it, there's quite a few different websites and practitioners who do it. Um, yeah. I also do it as a reading, as a session for people, because it's just really fun. <laughs> so um, I can calculate that for you. It's quite, it's fairly easy. Um, but then there's the interpretation. So depending on what combination you are, then yeah. you can go into that. So yeah, I um, yeah. I love it. I love doing these those sessions because um, it's just really fun to learn more about yourself. And, and other people, like you'll start doing it for your kids and your partners and your, and your boss. And yeah. Yeah. And like you said, it's the interpretation that's really important. The, you can get the information, but what do you do with that information once you have it? And in this instance, you know, like you're learning something about yourself. So you're kind of going, well, I'm a metal, you know, element. Okay. I can Google and I can research, but what does it mean for me as an individual? Like, and then having that session with someone like yourself, you can actually help them dive into like the specifics for them. Yeah. I have a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. Totally. And people have a lot of aha moments when they hear it because they'll be like, Oh, it explains a lot. Yes. You know, like they'll be, I'll be talking about stuff. I'm like, so what do people, you know, react this way and metal people and fire people. And then they're like, Oh, and they see it in themselves, you know? Yes. Um, that's, about 90% of the people. I've just started doing them in group sessions as well. And occasionally I get a few people as I'm going through all the numbers and all the elements. They'll be like, no, but Kimberly, mine is, you know, wood and water and earth, but I really don't resonate with that. I'm like, okay, just wait. Just wait an hour and a half. We'll go through all the information. And by the end, if you still don't resonate, and most of them switch, they go, oh, okay. <laughs> then I'm like, you might actually have an imbalance where you're not, you know, yeah. you're a wood person you don't resonate with any of that because you're out of balance with your actual constitution the numbers mm. don't lie like it, there's something going on um that that's making you live out of balance with your natural state so that's also interesting <laughs> that is very interesting because that's the blocks that we put up around life no i don't have a problem over in whatever area and then you're like oh let's unpack that a little bit oh look at this you know this we'll pull on this thread and then it all just sort of starts to un- unravel effectively and then when they start living as a wood person or at least understanding whatever element that is, um, it's actually, it's really nice. Because then you go, oh, okay, I can get, yeah. more, get more balance or perspective. Um, yeah. Because it does manifest into the body, into illnesses or chronic pain or whatever it is. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a pattern. So, for example, water people have a lot of kidney issues because that's just the water element, kidneys, bladder, uh, lower back pain, you know, all these things. They're more susceptible mm-hmm. to it. I touch wood, never get lower back pain, never have. You know, it just it's just not me because I'll get other issues and symptoms and other organs. But so when you say to someone, you say, well, you're a water element or your water element is very out of balance and therefore your kidneys are. You look after that, you rebalance that, and then that system can flow again um, and then everything's okay. So it's yeah. just yeah, uh, that awareness, as you said earlier. 
Beautiful. Awesome. Well, as I always say, we could talk for hours, <laughs> but is there anything else you'd like to share before we sort of go into the wrap-up questions? Um, well, I, I think just, yeah, as a summary, that there is a lot more to health and wellness and, and nutrition um, than, than most of us know. I mean, there's so many wonderful resources and books now, but I'm a big fan of <laughs> Chinese medicine, the five elements, or even the, the doshas and the Ayurvedic system mm. and the chakras, because it takes that that feeling and, and um, awareness to a, a whole nother level. So I encourage people to yeah mm. dive into to those modalities. Yeah, and see themselves as individuals in you know a bigger system, like a bigger world, and honor themselves and get to know themselves even better, and then they can support themselves even better. So it starts to change what you're doing on a daily basis it starts to change who you actually are and that doesn't have to be a massive change but when you like you said if you're a wood person and you're living out of alignment with that when you come back into living in alignment that it's just like I in my feeling it was like a breath of fresh air you know that you can actually just go oh okay now I feel good now I know where I can move and, and what my challenges are and I can work with that yeah definitely, definitely. Mm. Yeah. cool all right. Well, thank you so much. This has been amazing. And I'm a massive believer in self-love and that self, you know, self-love, self-care is something, you know, that we all can do more of. So I'd love to know what's one thing that you do for self-love. Oh, um, for me, it's, uh, <laughs> this is my typical wood element. I can't pick one thing. A metal person would be like, oh, one thing. And I'm like, well, I've got three or three. Um, massage. If I have to pick one, it would be, yeah. Yeah. Having a massage. And what type of massage would you go for? <laughs> I don't have one. I'm going to have to give you more than one. Sorry. Go, go. Okay. Yeah. Um, I like shiatsu massage and um, kahuna massage, more energetic massage. Yeah. Those yeah, those two would be my top. And I alternate those. Yeah. So moving energy in the body. Yeah, and releasing that tension um, yeah. wherever, wherever I'm holding it. Yeah, cool, cool. And you've given us lots of information today. So if the listeners and I were to take one thing out of today's episode, and I know that might be hard for you, um, in service of you and implement it into our own life, what would that be? Oh, definitely then work on your earth element, mm. digestion of food, of life, um, yeah, how we how we um, nurture the spleen and stomach and, yeah, all the yeah. organs in the middle. Yeah, and we have so much control over that. Like it's not something that we need, you know, yes, you can get some help from a specialist, but you can start to unpack some of that yourself at the start. Or if you really don't know where to start, yeah, go and see a practitioner and, and get them to help you unpack that. Yeah. Um, eat good food and eat it slower. It would be my topic. Yeah. Yeah. Eat it slower. Yeah, and when you say good food, are we talking whole foods? Is that sort yeah, of whole foods? It doesn't matter if you're vegan or paleo. It doesn't matter. Just have whole, fresh foods, but eat it slowly because you can eat the most amazing, you know, organic mm. kale salad. But if you're eating it rushed or in front of the TV or while you're working, uh, you know, I, I eat at my desk every now and then. But I try really, you know, as much as I can. Lunch is usually fine, and dinner, yeah. lunch, just don't, no phone, no computer. Yeah. Yeah, just switch off, focus on the food, focus on who's yeah. in front That's of you. That's how you're digesting it. If you're watching it, listening to the news, mm. worst thing, just like literally news should not be at dinner time. It's just the worst time. I don't um, think news should be at most times. But anyway. Know, but, yeah, like, that impacts how you're digesting and processing yeah. your food, your amazing organic whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah. absolutely. All right, well, where can people find you and, you know, tap yeah, into um, all the amazing resources you have? So best places would be the website and Instagram. It's where I'm most um, active at the moment. So uh, both of them are the same, chifoodtherapy.com or just Instagram at chifoodtherapy. She's uh, spelt Q-I. Um, yeah, so yeah. lots of, lots of um, yeah, resources and fun events and um, material there. Yeah, awesome, because you just run a summit too and you'll have another one towards the end of the year. So, you know, good yeah, to that's going to be on food. Yeah, yeah. This, it's called Dimensions of Chi, so different, looking at the different layers of chi yeah. and energy, whether it's food or movement or breath um, and emotions. So, yeah, we'll do a food special in November, mid-November. Nice. Beautiful. So ta- go to your website. Do you have yeah. a newsletter there that people can have a newsletter on the website? You can yeah. subscribe. Um, and actually, I'm just uh, there's a, always a freebie. Um, and at the moment, it's a book list. A lot of people ask me for what books to read on like getting into Chinese medicine or five elements. So I've actually put together 
um, all my top books, I think it's like 15 books or, or something on there. So you can start there. Yeah. Um, and then I do have a five elements reading actually coming up, a group session. So I do them almost once a month. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. This has been an amazing conversation. I really appreciate your time and I appreciate what you're doing in the world. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. And I have a couple of small favors to ask. If you love this episode, please share it with someone you love and you know the episode will resonate with. Also to help spread the word about my podcast, please head over to iTunes and leave me a review. I love hearing your thoughts about my podcast and what's resonating with you. Plus it helps us share my podcast with the rest of the world, which is amazing. Finally, thank you so much for being here. I'm super grateful for you and I'm truly honored you've spent your time with me. Let's keep rising. Let's keep growing because it's totally possible to live a life you love every day right where you are. See you in the next episode.